another night, another rain out down in D.C. Hopefully, the Phillies will be back in action today, scheduled to play a doubleheader starting at 105 and then a 705 start time for the night when a split doubleheader, but we'll see what happens. It seems like this series in Washington so far. Curse from the start. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Wednesday, June the 19th. As yes, we come off yet another rain out yesterday. Short show today heading into the 105 start. Hopefully the Phillies will be able to get in at least one or both of these games, preferably as a uh, Again, frustrating as we're still coming off that weekend series against Atlanta. They have yet to play a game since then. And, of course, the uh, the way that series ended was less than ideal and certainly uh, left a sour taste in our mouth after that 15-1 to debacle. So, uh, you know, you're kind of you know, grinding, you know, hoping to just get back out there and and uh, you know, put a uh, better finish on things, and uh, and that has not been uh, able to happen yet. As the Phillies again get rained out. One oh five start today for Game One. Zach Eflin will pitch in Game One for the Phillies, today, and then Jake Arrieta in Game Two. The Phillies in a real bind when it comes to pitching. We'll talk about it. is this uh, this doubleheader and uh, this two straight rainouts have really put the Phillies in a a tough situation. It's interesting because. Um, it has helped them certainly from a bullpen perspective. The fact that this bullpen is so depleted, Pat Nishak finally back now. It looks like Adam Morgan on the uh, the way back should be back in the the near future. Hopefully, doing a rehab assignment, and that is uh, absolutely fantastic news. As we all know, how important Adam Morgan is to this team. But with the pen as depleted as it is, as it is, the struggles they've had. It's absolutely a huge advantage for them to get a couple nights off here unexpectedly. And uh, it's also an offense for, for the lineup, uh, a positive for the lineup as well as Jay Bruce still nursing that hamstring injury would have been available to pinch hit the last couple nights. Who knows if he will start one of the two games today or not. JT Romuto expects to start one of the two games today as we're not sure game one or game two, but he did say that he was expecting to start one of the two, be back after the groin injury, getting hit with the foul ball that looked oh so painful. Uh, hopefully, Romuto would be back today, which would obviously be a huge boon for this team. And uh, and again, Jay Bruce, it looks like not a, a long-term issue, but as good as it is for the bullpen and for those lineup concerns in terms of getting guys back on the field and giving them adequate rest, it is just as equally damning on the other side for the starting rotation is now you're just bunching up a lot of starts in a short condensed period of time. The Phillies will have to play five games over the next four days here as that will be a tough stretch with Eflin and Arietta going today, tomorrow, you know, you got Nola Pavetta and then you're in a situation where they're going to have to use some sort of opener or something on Saturday's game against the Marlins. You know, Vincent Velasquez seems like the most likely candidate to start on Friday or Saturday. They also have Cole Irvin and Yel De Los Santos. And the thing is, because this Wednesday game, you're going to need to have two of those guys start this weekend, Saturday and Sunday or Friday and Saturday, uh, excuse me, more likely. So 
Uh, the Phillies really in a, a bind here. Kapler has said that they will not bring up Adonis Medina, uh, Medina right now, the double-A prospect, obviously the top prospect in their farm system, along with Alec Boehm and Luis Garcia, the top pitching prospect. So um, he said, not right now, anything can change, but uh, uh, not to expect us to see Medina now, which is fair. That is fine. I, I understand that if, you know, there's no reason to bring him up and, uh, and, force it if he's not ready and and also could be a trade chip for them come the the deadline and all that stuff but man the idea of Velasquez, Cole Irvin, and Daniel De Los Santos starting games is really unappealing it is not exciting to think about as this team really has a a serious issue in the starting pitching rotation we talked a lot about it yesterday and again with the rain out last night it just exacerbates this issue as they you know jared eikoff now on the il you couldn't count on him before them was removed from the rotation velasquez who's supposed to be a bullpen arm for you now all of a sudden is a uh, guy who's opening games for you who knows whether he thinks he's a starter or whatever i think that once you start to transition velasquez to the pen keep him in the normal type of roles that you're going to have there have him in your eighth inning your seventh inning whatever it is he's been doing that you know, you want to turn him into that guy. Don't give him hope that he's a starter again. I, I just think this whole situation is frustrating. We've all seen Cole Irvin. He is just not the answer on any given night. I think that's pretty clear. Eniel De Los Santos, we've seen, obviously, in the past. I'd rather have Eniel De Los Santos start than Cole Irvin for what it's worth. Not that I'm I'm super excited about either one, but they're really in a bind. And, you know, you start to think about what they can do, I think, it's clear they're going to have to trade for at least one starting pitcher. Jim Bowden on The Athletic actually uh, threw an interesting name out there uh, as someone who made a lot of sense for the Phillies. I don't know if there's inside information or not with this. Bowden, of course, a former Major League Baseball general manager, someone who's plugged in, but at the same time, I, I didn't read as if he was reporting it, more as if he was connecting to uh, a team and a player that makes sense, but... The idea of the Phillies trading for Matthew Boyd, the left-handed pitcher for the Tigers, who has been really, really good for them this year, breaking out. He's a little bit older. He's 28, but deceiving stuff, uh, mid-90s fastball, has really good stuff, uh, uh, talented, talented pitcher, and someone who's under team control for the next three years, arbitration eligible for the next three years. So that's the type of guy where when you think about this Phillies team and, and one of the you know, consistent themes we've talked about here is the idea of, of is it worth going all in for a season that, you know, look, right now it certainly doesn't look like they're the best team in their division, much less the best team in the National League, as the Braves have played much better baseball as of late. And uh, though last night the Mets came to play, DeGrom shut him down, so that's nice. Philly's only two and a half back now instead of three, which is nice. We'll see what happens after today's game. But, um, you know, I, I think that if you're going to make trades, it makes sense without going all in for this year, but also to still not give in on this year to go after guys like Matthew Boyd, someone who has multiple years of control left, someone who can help you this season, but also can help you down the road over the next two, three years when you're really hoping to hone this team into a serious, serious contender. And Again, look, it is way too early for me to be uh, uh, hitting the panic button on this season. It seems like there's a lot of talk after the weekend in Atlanta 
of people kind of freaking out a little bit here, blaming everybody, blaming Clentac. I heard a lot of that going around, which is crazy to me. And we'll talk tomorrow a little bit more about that. We talked about in the midday show about who's to blame for the struggles. Is it Clentac or Kapler or Middleton for not going over the luxury tax or the players? And I think to blame Clentac is crazy. It feels like a revisionist history. We all felt really good about where this team was and the moves that he made in the offseason. And now because Aaron Nola has is, is been a mediocre to bad pitcher and Bryce Harper hasn't put up the numbers he expected from the offense as a whole, hasn't put up the numbers we saw during the first week and expected to carry on. You can't blame Clentac for that. And I don't think you blame Kapler either. I think Kapler has done a nice job with a lot of bad luck injury-wise and all that. I think the players need to step up more, but we'll dive into that more uh, tomorrow and, and over the rest of this week uh, because uh, I do think there's a discussion there, but I, I think ultimately they need players to play better, and Aaron Nola is a, a perfect example of that. They need him to be better. They need him to to give them at least some modicum of what we all expected him to be coming into the season, and he has been nowhere close to that and in a really frustrating way to watch across the board as well, but you know they're going to go out and make a move. And, and someone like Boyd who can help for years down the road or Mike Miner who's got a couple years left on his deal or whoever, someone who is not just a, a stopgap for this year but also someone who can contribute as they move forward I, I think is a really nice piece to, to target or to expect them to get. The problem is, and, and right now we're seeing it, that especially for this year, that this team just isn't as good right now as the Atlanta Braves. Can they get there? Yes. Look, the Braves pitching isn't infallible. Mike Soraka has been amazing, but he's a really young guy who's, um, you know, pitching a lot of innings and will continue to. Same thing with Max Freed. Fultonavich was great last year, struggling this year. Sean Newcomb, really good last year, struggling this year. Gaussman has been terrible. Um, you know, Dallas Keuchel, we'll see. Gave up 11 hits in his last AAA start. Anibal Sanchez, we'll see. They, they've got some depth there, but... When you look at the the core offensive guys, you look at guys like Acuna and Freeman. I mean, those guys have played much better than than Harper and Hoskins or you know whoever you want to look at. And, and Swanson's been great, and they've been really talented. So I think right now the Braves, technically, obviously in terms of, of up in the division, the team to beat as it's currently comprised. But I also think there's a lot of time left, and I think Klentak is going to go out and add. I think he's more likely to add than the Braves, especially after the Braves did the Keiko thing. They are not a team that generally likes to to take on a lot of money. Having said that, they do have a ton of talent in the minors, a lot more than the Phillies, and certainly guys who have come up like Austin Riley and all that, in addition to Acuna and Albies and all that. They're, they're super young and super talented. They're not going anywhere. But I think the Phillies can be better than they've been and can move forward and, and supplement some of the, the weaknesses on the team and be better moving forward as well. Either way, we'll dive into that a little bit more as the week goes on. Short show today is a, a big one today. A big two, I should say. Hopefully, they get both of them in. It looks like, uh, again, Affling game one, uh, Arietta game two for the Phillies. It looks like uh, for the Nationals, it's still a little unclear. It looks like Eric Fed and uh, and Patrick Corbin, of course, was supposed to pitch the last two nights. He will go, but the question is whether Max Scherzer, who was scheduled to pitch today, originally can go. He broke his nose in bunting practice, so that is pretty, you know, unexpected. So we'll see if he can go. If not, it'll be Fed and uh, Corbin. Corbin, obviously, the you hope uh, Fed can go and uh, Fetty Eric Fetty can go and uh, Scherzer can't. But uh, we'll see what happens. Strasburg was scheduled to pitch in the, the series finale against Nola. That should probably stay the same 
as well. So big one today, 105 start, and then back at it at 705, provided, of course, the weather cooperates in a way that it is not yet this season, but hopefully it does. As we're, we're all jonesing for some Phillies baseball, so hopefully they can get some games in today. Two and worst case one. Um, either way, we'll be back to re- react to it all tomorrow uh, as uh, the Phillies will play the last game of the series, hopefully tomorrow night as well. Uh, we will dive into that, look ahead as well, and, and talk about a little bit more about the blame and hopefully talk about some Phillies baseball that will happen today. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies Stay right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.